Welcome to the Lockbox Podcast. Join me, your host, Brian Dominguez, and other special guests as we discuss life, leadership, and real estate. Welcome back to the Lockbox Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Dominguez, and today we're going to talk about the most important things agents can do to grow their business. I have with me today Diane Ocanto, our marketing director at Premier Valley Realty, and we're going to have a conversation today about what it is that a realtor should be doing on a daily basis scheduled in their calendar to make their business grow. Diane, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. So why don't we go ahead and jump right in. I think one of the challenges with being a realtor is the autonomy that comes with not having to be accountable to go to work every day, right? Right. If you don't show up, your boss isn't going to call or text you and ask you where you are. There's nobody that's going to... Um, make you get out of bed, get dressed, and go to the office every day. So it's really something that you have to be accountable to and um, hold yourself to a level that makes sure that you're going to do what you need to do, right? So that's the joys of being a, a business owner and having your own business is the autonomy that comes with that. But with that comes some really important expectations that you show up. Right. Showing up, I think, in life is kind of just a good general goal. The, the people that show up the most uh, seem to win the most, right? So what should you do when you show up, right? You get to the office, you're ready to go, you sit down at your desk and you start looking around and wondering what exactly should I be doing to grow my business? It's a common thing for a realtor to get to their desk, look around, see other people busy, and then really question what should I be doing, right? right? And so what we're going to go over today is the activities that some, that you should be doing and tracking on a daily basis because lead generation activities are going to lead to what actually produces business. And by business, I mean buyer appointments, buyer consultations, meeting with sellers, having listing appointments, uh, writing contracts, getting things into escrow. That's the actual nuts and bolts of a business in real estate, right? Getting your pipeline full of leads and then turning those leads into actual transactions. So some of the things that we're going to, that we're going to talk about today is the first one, and maybe the most important is just having five two-way conversations with people a day about real estate. So that could be your friends, that could be your family, that can be past clients, that can be the people that you interact with on a regular basis, your, uh, maybe the person that does your hair, you know, who you meet at back to school night, but really having five intentional conversations. And I want to get into what I mean by a conversation. I think by default, it kind of references itself to a two-way conversation, right? So it's not the realtor reaching out one way, leaving a voicemail, and never having a two-way conversation and moving on. It's really about... You know, you could say belly to belly if you want, if you want to do it in person, maybe having a cup of coffee or grabbing a bite to eat. What do you find more beneficial? Is it face-to-face -face interaction or like, like kind of like word of mouth or is it um, via text message or email? Like what do you find for your business that works the best? I think you kind of have to plan for all of the approaches. I think Facebook and Instagram are great ways to send messages. And, I, and I, you know, we have the prompts that everybody does on a regular basis where you see it's somebody's birthday. So you write happy birthday, Sonia, and, and then that's it, right? And maybe they like you, or maybe at the end of the day, they, they post uh, a thank you for everybody that's reached out. But that's really not very intentional. And it's probably not going to uh, produce the types of results and start engaging in conversations about real estate. So what you want to do instead is send a message directly to them, a direct message. And congratulate them. Maybe they've just recently had a baby. Maybe they've just gotten a new job and you just want to reach out and not be super salesy or go on and on and on about how you want to help them, but maybe just, Hey, I just saw that you had a new baby. I wanted to congratulate you and, um, leave it at that. And then hopefully they'll engage. And then as you start to build on that initial interaction, then you can start to talk about real estate. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And I think the important thing too, is to really practice your scripts. That's another important 
component of what a realtor should be doing, an activity that is really helps prepare you for having these five conversations a day, right? So why is script practice important? Because you can start to practice when a client or a prospect or a friend or family member says, hey, Diane, what's happening in the market today? So already having the answer before. Having the answer, studying the market, knowing what what's happening with listing inventory. As they say, real estate is local. So each neighborhood, each part of town, each part of the county, you know, we've got 15 cities in the county of Fresno. Being an expert in different areas and knowing what it means to um, be a buyer or seller in a particular neighborhood, that means you have to do your homework and then you have to practice how you're going to provide that information. So maybe you're meeting with um, a prospect, you're going to have coffee with somebody and you know that they live in the 93711 zip code. So so you're going to look in 93711 for how many homes are on the market. You're going to look at how quickly they sell, meaning how quickly do they go pending. And how many days on market typically before that happens. So that's your days on market. You want to know if the prices that they sold for, if you're looking at sold data, is 100% or more or less than what they were asking. So in other words, are homes selling for full price? Those are good things that a buyer or a seller would want to know in a particular neighborhood so that they can start to prepare either their home for sale, more importantly, maybe their expectations, or for a buyer to start to develop what the ultimate plan is going to be to put the winning offer across the table to the seller. The other thing that's really important is having coffee or lunch with core advocates or vendor partners. In this business, we're lucky to have a team of people that help us through the transaction from the beginning of getting a buyer pre-qualified through getting an offer accepted with our escrow partners to having inspections done and appraisals, our lenders, all of those people are, are key vendor contacts as realtors that we can sit down with and have a conversation with and talk about how do we build our businesses together. We're giving these vendors referrals, so having a, a conversation with them about expectations that, that they would send you a referral once in a while, too. Now, we understand they work with lots of realtors, and our goal wouldn't be to get all the referrals, although that would be nice. But just saying, hey, you know, if I make a commitment to refer as many people to you as possible, do you think it's reasonable for you to refer somebody back to me? Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, I feel like it's like a give and take. Yeah. The other thing that's really important in an underutilized tool in real estate is social media. So going live, you know, and it's and it's uncomfortable to be live or to do a video. Um, but as they say, I think six imperfect, imperfect videos is better than one perfect video that never gets recorded. No. And you'll see people that are out there on a regular basis jumping on camera. It's not perfect. It's, it's, but part of being authentic and your brand showing authenticity is just being who you are. And recovering quickly from a mistake and moving on and really going back to what it is that you're, you're talking about live. So using Facebook Lives and Instagram Stories and, and Reels. I was at a, a workshop recently at a conference in Nashville. And one of the breakout sessions was from a video expert. And he said the goal really should be to do one reel a day. That really provides a lot of interaction. The other important thing that I wanted to touch on today is handwritten notes. Keeping lists of people you meet at open houses, prospects that you engage with on a regular basis, and just dropping a handwritten thank you note in the mail. You don't see that very often anymore, where you get something in the mail that's got somebody's handwriting on the front envelope and then a little nice handwritten note. There's something about having like tangible item of like a thank you in your hand versus like a sending of a message. Yeah, and I think it tells the person that's reading it that you took the time out of your day to sit down, think about them, and put your thoughts on paper. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that makes people feel good. I have a question about the social media thing. So there are agents that, you know, are maybe not as like tech savvy and don't have social media 
managers or people who are, I guess, there to help them through that process as far as marketing goes, but I see them doing well. What would you, what would you say? Like, how does that work? What do you need to learn in order, if you're not going to have somebody yeah, do it for what you? Be the... I think it's getting familiar with Instagram and Facebook, what the options are, what music you, you know, there's different things that you can do to put music to it. You can write graphics across pictures. You can add um, little emojis or, or people, you know, I saw one the other day where there was a rubber ducky in a bathtub, right? That an agent had put over their, their picture. So just learning what the capabilities are. There's a lot of online classes that you can take. There's help centers that can kind of help you learn what is in the toolbox in these two different sites to help you grow your business. If you, if you keep not at the point yet where you're hiring somebody out the other, th so we've talked about what activities are important on a regular basis. And to just kind of recap, five clients a day, five contacts a day, five prospects a day, two-way conversations with people about real estate, um, getting in front of and having lunch or coffee with core advocates or vendor partners. And maybe you've developed in your database, which is the first step in any building any business is having a database of people that are that know and trust you, right? So you can leverage that to grow your business. But having a category maybe in that database where they're your uh, top clients maybe refer you the most that you want to make sure you stay in front of on a regular basis. So putting in your calendar, you know, maybe once a quarter coffee dates and, and in addition to Popeyes that you're going to do or newsletters or any other touch points. So that's really important. What's too much though? What's like too much contact with a client? I think the contact has to be coming from a place of wanting to help them. I think it's maybe providing service Vendors, when they're not selling their house, I think it's providing value when they're not looking to buy or sell in the near future. It's It's got to be a two-way street, and it's got to be kind of like an appreciative approach, right? It, they, there's a word, tech, there's a company actually that calls, um, that's called appreciative marketing. And I think, you know, the goal isn't necessarily to just get business. The goal is to build rapport and build a relationship because that's what this business is about. So, However, you build relationships in a way that's not just solely focused on getting business, but actually investing in that person and trying to help improve their life. So what happens after you do all of these activities on a regular basis? Well, then that's when the business starts to come, and that's when your pipeline starts uh, filled up. And you start to see that you have contracts that are in escrow. You've got buyer consultations, or you're sitting down with prospective buyers and really learning what it is that they want in a home. What are their motivations? What are their What's their financing look like? Are they ready? Have they talked to a lender? Those types of things. Meeting with sellers and really practicing scripts at a, at a listing, having a listing presentation. We just put one together for the office recently. We kind of revamped it and, and updated it a little bit and really having the key points of a listing presentation laid out in your mind so that you can talk about them while you're going through the presentation. And then following up on listings, once you've got them taken, you're going to continue to have communication with that client once it gets in the contract and then you're going to shepherd that client through the escrow process. So those activities that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast turn into business, escrows, buyer contracts, listing contracts, and then ultimately closed volume, which you should be tracking on a regular basis. How much money are you making? How much, how many prospects did you have to reach out to in order to get a deal? And uh, how much money are you saving for your taxes, putting in savings, etc. So those are kind of the key takeaways and aha moments that I've had throughout my career about what is important for a realtor to do on a daily basis. That's awesome. What would you say is like your niche out of all of these things? Like, what do you think that you use the most and it's most beneficial for your business? Personally, I love having in-person conversations with people. Uh, and I like doing it in social settings. So for me, I'm not a door knocker. I don't, I will do open houses and I enjoy meeting and talking to people. But for me, having a client appreciation event 
or one-on-one -on -one in small groups, being able to sit down and talk with somebody and, and learn more and have more intentional conversations with them is what really kind of fuels my fire. Did you figure that out throughout this journey, like this process, or did you automatically know, like, how does one know that? You just have to know yourself or? I think you have to know yourself and I have to, I think you have to think about what marketing, quote unquote, marketing activity or what social interaction gives you the most joy. Got it. And I think you build off of that. I think if you look at yourself when you were in school or when you were in a different career, what types of interactions with people where you were able to share information about what you did felt the most right. Thank you for tuning in today to the Lockbox Podcast. We have some exciting guests lined up and look forward to seeing you again on the next one.